It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's the Sports, sports Rush, Rush with Brett Rook. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are Fix alongside producer Adam Lundy. Brett traveling with the Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodon men's basketball team as they will be in action tomorrow night at Wright State in Dayton. That'll be a 7 o'clock game tomorrow night. And you can catch the coverage of it right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hope you're having a good day so far, a good week so far. I guess uh, you're more than halfway through the work week if uh, working a regular 9 to 5 schedule. We just had a great first hour of the show, catching up with Pat Boylan, Pacers broadcaster. They're in action tonight in a game you can hear on the Pacers statewide radio network with coverage starting at 7.30 and then tip at 8. And we also had the chance to talk with comedian Joey Molinaro. You know, his viral videos doing impressions of Andrew Luck and Jim Irsay and Nick Saban and the list goes on and on. And Joey, an Indiana native, Kind enough to uh, spend some time with us and, and give us some laughs um, here this afternoon. So our thanks again to him. In case you missed either of those conversations, you can catch them on our podcast. You can find that by going to 1380thefan.com or you can find us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Now we've got a great lineup here in hour number two as well, and it starts with the prop queen herself, Ariel Epstein from Points Bet USA, and you probably recognize her as well from her work on MLB Network in NBA TV. And so here ahead of the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, it's a pleasure for us to welcome in Ariel. Ariel, thanks so much for your time. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. And glad to add a little bit extra orange uh, to our program here. Brett, our regular host, I'm sure he's going to, Maybe pay a tax or something because I have a tendency of doing this, of bringing in fellow Syracuse alums. But, uh, Ariel, so I gave a little bit of your background right there. Before we uh, ask you for some picks for the coming weekend, I think you have a really interesting background because I mentioned the national platforms that she's on and doing this still in her 20s. But out of college, you actually started as a local TV reporter in a community comparable to uh, Fort Wayne down in North Carolina, but then boom, you've uh, you've soared up uh, to the big time. So for those who haven't caught some of the feature stories that have been written about you elsewhere, how, uh, how would you describe your journey to uh, where you are right now? Wow. Uh, thank you so much for that. It's been a lot of fun, also stressful at times, but I've really just tried to go along with embracing the journey. I left New Bern, North Carolina, in 2019, unemployed, couldn't get a job anywhere. Long story short, had the foresight to see that as sports betting got legalized in 2017, 2018 here on the East Coast, I said, you know, 
I've played fantasy sports my whole life. Nobody's doing betting yet. It's the only thing that was still very hush-hush. No one in the sports betting markets were on TV. It was very YouTube-based, and that was really it. I decided to join a company called SportsGrid, and I got my reps, learned more about sports betting. Um, and I, in the pandemic, really everything picked up because when COVID hit and we all shut down, couldn't go to the studios in New York City, I built a studio from Amazon off of, in my childhood bedroom, just got lights and everything off Amazon and a green screen, continued to pump out content, and eventually it got picked up by Sandals Sportsbook and SiriusXM because these places needed content and we were the only ones still providing it. Then everything kind of took off from there. That's incredible, and you can follow her on Twitter at Ariel Epstein and on Instagram as well, A-R-I-E-P-S-T. And you know, part of the reason she's uh, built up a big following is great as engaging uh, with fans. And so, Ariel, thanks again for giving us some time here. And to, to zone in now on the NFL action coming up this weekend, which listeners can hear right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, part of Westwood One's coverage, all four games, doubleheaders, Saturday and Sunday. I know I was checking out to see how you did this past weekend, and it seemed like you had some winners, so hopefully you can uh, help our listeners out here uh, post-wildcard round. Action starts on Saturday afternoon, at 4.30 game, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Uh, what's catching your eye here in that matchup? I have two different plays here. The first one is the over in the first half of 24.5 points. The Jaguars allowed the six most first-half points per game. In the three games, the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes had a bye in the wild card round. The Chiefs averaged just below 24 points in the first half in the divisional round. Take that first half over. As for a prop, Jaguars running back Travis Etienne over 15.5 receiving yards. Etienne's a pass-catching running back. He's been doing this since his college days. Now in Jacksonville has a good opportunity against the Chiefs to allow the fourth most receiving yards per game to running backs. There have only been two different running backs since Kansas City's bye week that have had below 15 receiving yards against Kansas City. Otherwise, running backs do have a lot of success in the air against the Chiefs. Take the over on ETN's receiving yards. Great stuff right there. And at last check, Kansas City, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite coming off the bye week there hosting Jacksonville after their crazy comeback at home over San Diego. So that's the AFC matchup on Saturday. In primetime Saturday night, it's the Giants visiting the Eagles. And what should we look for in that game? Another first-half play, I would just take the Eagles on the first-half spread. This has been the only way to play Philly the entire season. They tend to take their foot off the gas in the second half. In the first half, they're the highest-scoring offense, averaging just over 18 points per game in the first half when playing at home. They had demolished the Giants in MetLife Stadium earlier this season. Wasn't even close since basically kickoff. The, the Eagles just destroyed them. I hate looking at Week 18. I know a lot of Giants fans here in New York are saying, oh, but it was close in the end. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to bet the entire game for the Eagles. I just don't, as much as the Eagles wanted that first round by, they probably with the comfortable lead that they had going into the second half against the Giants, again, took their foot off the gas, and they ended up winning that game, just not covering the spread. I don't foresee that happening against their division rival in the playoffs. I'll take them, though, first half, go with the trend from the entire season for the Eagles. 
Great stuff right there. I know you hit one of your hits last week was on uh, Saquon Barkley's receiving yard. So uh, yep. we'll, we'll see if he can uh, lead the Giants to a potential road upset again. Right now we've got Ariel Epstein on the phone with us. She's a sports betting host and analyst for MLB Network, NBA TV, and Points Bet USA. She's known as the prop queen and given us some plays for the coming weekend's NFL action. So those are the two games on Saturday. And then looking ahead on Sunday, sorry to bring up how your Ravens uh, were eliminated by the Bengals, <laughs> but Cincinnati will be on the road against the, the feel-good story team at Buffalo that survived against the Dolphins last week. What props uh, are you monitoring for that game? I actually am going to go with Cincinnati's quarterback, Joe Burrow, over his pass attempt prop. For anyone new to prop betting, pass attempts just means that Burrow has to attempt to throw the ball. It has absolutely nothing to do with if anyone actually catches the football. Burrow's averaging just over 38 pass attempts per game on the road. Buffalo is allowing the fifth most pass attempts per game this season. And when the Bills are at home, only two opposing quarterbacks had less than 40 pass attempts against Buffalo. That was Tannehill and Rodgers. Otherwise, every other quarterback that has come to Buffalo has gone over 40 pass attempts. I've never seen a 40 and a half pass attempts except for Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady, and that was last year. You're probably going to see this number around 35 and a half, 36 and a half. Take that over on Burrow, who's missing three offensive linemen, going to get pressured by the Bills, and is not really going to uh, – I mean, he has a running back in Joe Mixon who he's probably going to dump the ball off to more than he's going to let him run with it. So just go with that over on Burrow pass attempt. And hopefully that will uh, prove true, come to fruition. Like, I know you helped us uh, get some money last week with Justin Herbert's over uh, on his pass attempt. So we'll see if uh, that can replicate itself for Burrow. And, by the way, Buffalo in that one, a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And finally – the last uh, divisional round game on Sunday will be the Cowboys and the 49ers over in Northern California. Uh, what are your plays there? I've got two props I like in this game. First, the 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy under 236.5 passing yards. Purdy went under this in five of six regular season games. Dallas struggles against the run. Just a ton of handoffs. The McCaffrey, Mitchell, Debo Samuel, that's what you got to do if you're San Francisco. Don't let one of the best corners in the league, Trayvon Diggs, pick off the rookie and let him get rid of the ball uh, and get rid of the ball quickly. And he, you just don't want him to get destroyed by Dallas's big defensive stars. You've got Demarcus Lawrence on the line, Micah Parsons, Clayton Vanderash as linebackers. There's just so much pressure that could be applied to Purdy, who's playing in now his second playoff game of his career. And eighth game in his career go with the under on passing yards and let this 49ers team rely on their dual threat running back slash receivers another player on the 49ers this one i'm fading though it's tight end george kittle under 51 and a half receiving yards he's gone under this in two out of the three games where he's faced a defense that's top 10 against tight ends dallas is the sixth best defense against tight ends this year they've limited tight ends to just under 40 receiving yards a game there's only been a couple of different tight ends who are uh, top, like top-notch tight ends. I'm not talking about some of these like lesser names in the league who you've never heard of. Top-notch tight ends. He's limited guys like T.J. Hawkinson to 48 receiving yards. Um, you've got other ones like Evan Ingram or Dallas Goddard. They have had a lot of players that have struggled against this Dallas defense. 15 of 18 tight ends went under. Take the under of George Kittle's receiving yards.
Great stuff, Ariel. I've got these written down, and so hopefully the next time I'm strolling through the studio here, my pockets are a little bit heavier. Uh, Ariel Epstein from PointsBet USA, MLB Network, and NBA TV with us. And I know you're busy, so I'll let you go, but just... Uh, to wrap up here, I know uh, relatively new there at Points Bet USA, and now you're, you're teaming up with the likes of former NFL quarterback Ryan Leaf. How's that going so far, and what can we uh, stay tuned for? It's been so much fun. Ryan's awesome. He gets a lot of great guests, too, from all of his people that he knows in the NFL. Um, so we talk a lot of NFL, college football, on our show The Straight Line with Ryan Leaf. And then I also have an NBA show with Taz, who, um, Kazim, he works with MSG Networks here, like the Knicks and the Rangers. We do a lot of basketball on that show. So if you tune in to either of those podcasts on Apple Podcasts or YouTube, you'll be able to get all of my picks that I give out pretty much every day of the week on each of those shows. So make sure to tune in. Absolutely. Well, again, thanks for uh, sharing the insights and the knowledge uh, here for this NFL divisional round action. And we'll definitely uh, stay tuned for those NBA picks, and ne- next thing you know, I'm uh, probably going to have you back on here to uh, to preview some futures for uh, the Major League Baseball season. You got it. Anytime. Anything for your cute guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. There's Ariel Epstein, kind enough to join us from New York. She is the prop queen. And, I mean, yeah, talk about someone who has really uh, had a quick rise to stardom, but there's a, a daily program on MLB Network during yeah. the season where she's uh, the go-to for uh, for picks there, and, and now expanding that into to basketball and beyond. Can certainly see why she's uh, had this meteoric meteoric rise. She certainly knows what she's talking about when it comes to this uh, sports gambling world. Yeah, and and just very cool to see the success that she's having. I know she's shared some uh, clips on social media going back to when she was like nine years old. She. You know, grew up going to uh, games with her family and her her dad in particular, um, and was kind of doing mock uh, sports TV, uh, <laughs> yeah, studio stuff as, as a little kid. And now, um, not even quite twenty years later, for her, she is on some major platforms. And so, again, in case uh, you only caught part of that conversation, we'll have the full conversation on our podcast you can find on 1380thefan.com as well as wherever you get your podcast because i need to go listen back because i i was late in starting to write down the picks <laughs> there but uh yeah who can't use uh, some extra money in the pocket so we thank ariel epstein for her prop picks for the upcoming nfl divisional round matchups here this weekend which again you can listen to all those games right here through westwood one on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Well, I don't know about you, Adam, but here now past 5 o'clock, I'm starting to get hungry. And so good news for anyone out there who's hungry, not just uh, here for tonight, but over the course of the next week and a half. Starting today, it's Savor Fort Wayne. That's like restaurant week for Fort Wayne. And we're going to be joined by Aaron Okison from Visit Fort Wayne to give us a preview of what we can look forward to enjoying with Savor Fort Wayne. That's next when we come back on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Related congrats to Chris Sinari from Valley Sports Indiana, who was named the Indiana Sportscaster of the Year again. Uh, not the first time, but well-deserved for him. Thank you, Adam. And you can catch Chris with coverage of the Pacers tonight visiting the Oklahoma City Thunder that's an 8 o'clock tip, and you can also listen to that game right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM coverage starting at 7.30. Don't forget, our Parkview Sports Medicine text line is 46862. Let us know what's on your mind today. And remember, our question from the first hour, 
Where's your favorite place to go out and eat in Fort Wayne? And if you're like me, you like going out to eat. Uh, I've got some room for improvement in the the culinary department. I was going to say, anytime I can avoid cooking is a good day for me. So yeah, eating out is awesome. (laughs) Well, right now we've got got a great guest who's going to help us out here in figuring out where to go over the next week and a half or so. And so... uh, our thanks to Aaron Okeson from Visit Fort Wayne, the digital content manager there. Aaron, thanks so much for, for joining us. And here after the, the holiday season, I know there's always a bit of a lull, but now here's something to, to kind of feel energized about again here in Fort Wayne, huh? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And, you know, we like to say it's the most delicious time of the year in Fort Wayne with Savor Fort Wayne, which is our annual restaurant week here in Fort Wayne. Um, And so for 12 days from the 18th through January 29th, you can head out to 81 participating restaurants and enjoy special three-course menu deals you can't get any other time of year. So I hope you're feeling hungry because there's plenty to enjoy Um, all kinds of new restaurants participating this year. So maybe some of your favorites that you can go out and enjoy, but then lots of new ones that maybe you've been meaning to uh, check out. This is the perfect time to do it. Yeah, that's really cool to hear how it's more than 80 restaurants participating. So throughout every corner of the city, it's not just a a downtown thing or or not just something uh, in any particular neighborhood, but all around, uh, you mentioned how there's some special three-course menu deals that uh, places are having. So where's the best way to sort of check out a, a menu and figure out what the, the best deals are? Yes. Okay. So you're definitely uh, going to want to head to SaverFortWayne.com, and that's where you can see all the restaurants that are participating and their special Saver Fort Wayne menus. So you can find all of that at SaverFortWayne.com. I will say definitely we recommend at most places to make a reservation. So go check out the restaurants that are participating and then make your reservation soon. Um, some restaurants are offering lunch with a saver menu. Uh, most are offering dinner and then some are even doing brunch options. So just be sure to take a look through all of those and just, you know, you can find really anything you're looking for. There's everything from sushi and Vietnamese food all the way to pizza and barbecue. So, Truly anything you want, they're participating in Saber. So we're so excited. For sure. In studio right now, our producer, Adam, he's very excited, too, to seeing that the head nod up and down, almost like a bobblehead with uh, with all the different options you're running through right there. Got Aaron Okison from Visit Fort Wayne on the phone with us here at Saber Fort Wayne, the city's restaurant week launching today through the next couple of weekends. And Aaron, for anyone uh, out there who's looking to uh, to enjoy Savor Fort Wayne with some company, maybe it's cliche uh, for the idea of dinner in a movie and certainly uh, would encourage people to still support our local movie theaters. But beyond uh, beyond just dinner in a movie, what are maybe some other uh, ideas to sort of pair going out uh, for dinner with something else? Yes, so this is, you know, one of our favorite times to really make a night of it. If you're going out to enjoy a Savor Fort Wayne meal, Pair it with a great Fort Wayne event going on. You know, of course, it is hockey and basketball season, so hockey games you can enjoy. Uh, Maddie's basketball, I know they're at home this weekend. You can take in some great sports. 
Or you can, you know, go ice skating for yourself at Headwaters Park or catch a comedy show at Summit City Comedy Club or the Embassy Theater. They're always bringing in great acts. So you can find so many great events happening around Fort Wayne um, at visitfortwayne.com. We have a great calendar of events. So, you know, just make a whole night of it. You can make some memories with friends and family. It's just so much fun. Yeah, it's a, an awesome idea. And for anyone trying to uh, to plan ahead, the Comets will be at home on Saturday night. They've got a 7.30 game against the Indy Fuel. So maybe you go to dinner first and then catch the game afterwards. And then on Sunday, the Mad Ants are at home in the afternoon at 3 o'clock. So actually, uh, Aaron, I have planned ahead, which my wife will uh, point out I don't typically do. But we're going to be out of town the following weekend. So needed to make sure that we're uh, savoring Savor Fort Wayne here over uh, the coming week. And so we're going to be at the Mad Ants game, 3 o'clock on Sunday. And then I don't think we've uh, locked in a spot yet, but going to make sure to grab dinner on Sunday night. Before that, I think tomorrow, because we want to make sure to take advantage of multiple <laughs> deals, we're going to go to a marquee on the landing for the first oh. time. So, Oh, that's a great choice. You're going to love it. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Yes. So looking forward <laughs> to that. Again, we've got Aaron Okison from Visit Fort Wayne with us here and talking about Savor Fort Wayne. But I, there's some other things uh, we want to cover with you as well. Anything else, though, that we should make sure to uh, to point out when it comes to Savor Fort Wayne? Just want to reiterate, just go check out all the restaurants at SaverFortWayne.com. Plan ahead, make those reservations, and just go out and enjoy the city of restaurants. For sure. And of course, I think food really goes hand in hand uh, with sports. But now we have more of a traditional sports angle to talk about with you as well. Perhaps people uh, in recent years have had the chance to check out the Division Three men's college basketball Final Four over at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. Even as unfortunately it was interrupted for a couple years by the pandemic, returned last year and I know right now we're kind of in the, the heart of the college basketball season, but uh, again, good idea to plan ahead and get some tickets in advance. We'll have the D3 Men's Basketball Championship coming back in the middle of March, not just the uh, the championship game, but the semifinals, the final four as well. Uh, what are some of the details out there that uh, people can look forward to for having uh, an NCAA national championship right here in Fort Wayne? Yes, this is so exciting. Uh, you know, we can't wait to have this back in Fort Wayne for the third year. Um, so if you, you know, love basketball, Indiana is kind of known as basketball country. So on a lot of family bucket lists this year. Um, so, yes, you can catch that final four, those semifinal games, as well as the championship for that D3 uh, men's basketball championship coming up. So the semifinals will be March 16th with the championship game on March 18th. Um, all session tickets are available now, or you can buy single session tickets closer to the date. Um, but you can head to NCAA.com slash tickets to uh, grab those tickets now. It's so much fun. You know, the atmosphere, it's just electric. So if you've never been uh, in the past two years that they've been here, be sure to check that out this year. It's so much fun to crown a champion. Uh, the confetti coming down from the ceiling, it's just an amazing moment. And to be able to be making history there with those teams, it's so amazing. So, you know, we expect more than 7,500 people to be coming to Fort Wayne for that. Um, last year we had some you know, nearby teams. And so a lot more fans came for that and it just creates 
such a great atmosphere. So we can't wait for you all to come and be a part of that March 16th and the 18th at the Memorial Coliseum. Yeah, I had the chance to attend the championship game last year, and you brought up what I was going to say. The confetti was really memorable because, <laughs> yeah, just like we all see uh, on national TV for the uh, the men's and women's Final Four and the big celebrations at the D1 level here at D3, uh, really basically the same. And that game was on national TV as well, as a matter of fact, on the CBS Sports Network. Uh, well, Aaron, thanks so much for the time. Before, uh, before we say goodbye, you know, here – Saver Fort Wayne, like we talked about, is a nice pick-me-up, but hate to say it, and even though we've kind of gotten lucky here with more mild uh, weather than than usual so far this January, you know, for the next month or so, still kind of in that, that winter doldrum, so to speak. What are some other things that people can uh, look forward to uh, here in the community? Yes, so, you know, it is winter, but there is so much going on. Uh, you know, the downtown ice skating at Headwaters Park, it's kind of a quintessential winter experience in Fort Wayne. Of course, Valentine's Day is coming up, so you can plan some great options with that. Um, the Fort Wayne Ballet always does some amazing, really cool performances around that time. Um, and then we also have Winter Bowl and Winter Cozy coming up at the end of January, and that's just a really fun celebration of winter. Or you can enjoy Weather the Fort happening in February, and that's always so much fun on the landing. So there really is so much to do and lots going on. And, you know, spring is just around the corner, so the zoo, pin caps, all of those spring and summer favorites will be back before we know it. Absolutely. Again, Adam's uh, getting fired up here uh, in <laughs> studio. Well, Aaron, uh, thanks for joining us, and I, I think I've shared with you and others in your office before, but appreciate the work you do. I've been in, in Fort Wayne for a while now, but certainly when I was new to the area, visitfortwayne.com was really the uh, what I relied upon for following on social media to see what was going on, checking out the calendar. That's a really great resource on the website, visitfortwayne.com. And yeah, even as uh, I've, I've been here for, uh, for a while, it's still just a, a great uh, resource to have and uh, great content on there. So thanks to you and the rest of your team. Oh, well, that means so much. Thank you so much. And it's been so great talking to you. Yeah, and we should uh, also include before uh, before we finish the job that Visit Fort Wayne does as far as the local sports community. And I know you guys help to bring in a lot of the youth uh, tournaments that take place here and you know really help uh, the economy when you're bringing teams from around the Midwest or sometimes even uh, around the country, in addition to the other special events that the city hosts. But, you know, that, those local youth uh, tournaments are a, a key piece of that, right? Oh, it's amazing. Yes. So, you know, with the sports tourism, it's pretty incredible what that brings to our city. So, uh, you know, this past weekend we had more than about, we had about 15,000 visitors here for sports tourism, as well as an Indiana music, uh, conference happening here. And so those, you know, those visitors brought business to our hotels, our restaurants, shopping and entertainment centers. And so it was such a busy uh, and just really energetic weekend in Fort Wayne. And so we are just so lucky and glad to be a part of that. It's so much fun. Yeah, well, thanks again. Uh, wish you a great year ahead. And in the meantime, we're going to enjoy some uh, delicious meals here as part of Savor Fort Wayne. That sounds good. Thank you so much. That was Aaron Okison from Visit Fort Wayne joining us. Again, head to visitfortwayne.com or you can go to saverfortwayne.com directly to check out the special menus that more than 80 restaurants around the city have. You're through, not this weekend, through the following weekend. So you get a week and a half 
of some awesome options. Yeah, and I'm personally a big fan of going to a restaurant um, either before or after a game. Um, no shots at the Coliseum, but you can't always rely on stadium food. So, you know, I like to personally have <laughs> a nice meal that I know I'll enjoy. It's something I'll like. I mean, but as long as there's popcorn at the stadium, I'm good. <laughs> but I know a lot of groups have pick your eaters. So I think that going out to eat before or after a game is always a great option. No, indeed. And like uh, Aaron said, uh, in some uh, circles, Fort Wayne is the city of restaurants and churches. So an ever-growing number of options, too, especially downtown, but around the city. Incredible to see uh, so many up-and-coming places, along with our, our longtime you know, historical, traditional favorites. Uh, and so here over the next week and a half, excellent opportunity to support our local businesses and at the same time get a, a great meal so coming up man, we'll talk about some of our favorites our scouting report for uh where we will be going for saver fort wayne and we'll also check in on what's going on around the world of sports including college basketball wise the iu women play tonight still just one loss on the season they're at illinois Tomorrow night, though, it'll be the Hoosiers men's squad also taking on the Illini over in Illinois. And the Boilermakers play tomorrow night as well against Minnesota. So we'll talk some more hoops and whatever else is on your mind. Let us know on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line at 46862. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And Brett right now is with Coach Kaufman and the rest of the Mastodons men's basketball team. They're on their way to Dayton, where tomorrow night they'll be taking on Wright State. Now, there's a matchup between the Dons, who last year want to share the regular season title in the Horizon League, though ultimately it was Wright State that won the Horizon League tournament and made it to March Madness. Now, this year, neither team is necessarily off to the start that they were hoping for. Not yet midway through the conference schedule. Everyone plays 20 games, and now they're both 4-4. Four and four. So after this weekend, it'll be the midpoint of the league schedule. Dons are at Wright State tomorrow night, and then on Saturday, they'll be at Northern Kentucky. That's right across the river from Cincinnati, and that'll be a 6 o'clock game on Saturday evening with coverage commencing at 545. By the way, programming-wise, we've told you we've got the Pacers in action tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. 8 o'clock game, pregame at 7.30. Looking ahead tomorrow after the sports rush when, again, Brett will be uh, out getting ready for the game tomorrow. But Shannon Griffith, the coach, will be uh, be in this seat. So look forward to that at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Then following the sports rush tomorrow on Thursday, it'll be the high school coaches show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services That'll lead you up to Mastodon basketball at 645. So in case you're wondering, well, what about the Boilermakers game tomorrow night as they are on the road at Minnesota tomorrow night? Plan ahead. That game will be on WoWo with coverage starting at 6 o'clock and tip at Minnesota at 7. That game will also be broadcast on ESPN2. Well, we're uh, rolling through the schedule here. Looking ahead Friday High school basketball, it'll be Northside against Homestead. The boys matchup expected to start at 745. That's uh, basically the game of the year at this point right now in the SAC. Absolutely. So that's a, a great one on Friday night. Pacers will be continuing on the road, and you'll actually be able to uh, catch the end of the Pacers game out in Denver following high school basketball coverage on Friday night. 
Meanwhile, the Comets, they're on the road Friday at Kalamazoo before they return home on Saturday against Indy, the Fuel. The Mad Ants, they won each of the last couple nights out in Nevada, just outside of Las Vegas and Henderson, going against the G League Ignite. I know this is a little tricky, but at this point, there are 30 teams in the G League. The Mad Ants are one of 28 who have a direct affiliation, of course, the Mad Ants with the Pacers. Then you got a new team, second season down in Mexico City, the Capitanes. Yeah. yeah. They're not affiliated with an NBA team, but they've got former NBA players like Jaleel Okafor mm-hmm. for, from Duke uh, as one example. And then the, the 30th team is this Ignite squad, which primarily consists of guys who are professional rookies who decided instead of going to one of the big college programs around the country like an IU, Duke, Kentucky, what have you, instead they decided, well, you know, now you do have the opportunity to make money through NIL, but the NBA is guaranteeing money, sometimes upwards of a million dollars to some of the top prospects out of high school. So Scoot, S-C-O-O-T, Scoot Henderson's a point guard. Scouts are saying that, you know, he's not just going to be the best point guard in this class, but he might be the, the best point guard since like Derrick Rose. So we're talking, uh, well, more than a decade generational talent now of course there's the generational talent in uh Wembyana coming from france who's the freak of nature more than seven feet tall and yeah. he's got guard skills so just jumping ahead to uh, the nba draft everyone expects uh Wemby, as he's nicknamed to be the top pick but then almost any other year it would be scoot so scoot henderson will be the number two pick in the draft presumably well anyway the mad ants they crushed uh the g league ignite each of the last two days out there in nevada so the ants have won three in a row playing good basketball they've got one more game of the road trip in salt lake city tomorrow and then they return to the coliseum court on sunday afternoon three o'clock game that'll be star wars day gotta get joey molinaro back on the line and let him know he said that he's a big star wars guy yeah. <laughs> referred to his uh, infant son as a uh, baby yoda <laughs> uh we gotta get joey up here for sunday's game perhaps but also this weekend, of course, you've got the NFL playoffs, divisional round, and so we'll have coverage of both games Saturday and both games Sunday, courtesy of Westwood One. So we went through this earlier, and we had Ariel Epstein from Points Bet USA give us some prop bet picks. It's the Jaguars against the Chiefs in Kansas City on Saturday at 4.30. We'll catch that one in action and progress uh, following Macedon basketball and then the late game in primetime, the Giants visiting the Eagles in Philadelphia Saturday night. And then on Sunday, 3 o'clock, it'll be the Bengals and Jesse Bates taking on the Buffalo Bills. I should shout out Jalen Smith for that Giants game. Uh, Cincinnati at Buffalo, 3 o'clock Sunday, and then Dallas at San Francisco, 6.30 on Sunday evening. Again, all these games right here on 1380 The Fan. And 100.9 FM, you can even, this year, a new thing, you can stream the NFL games on 1380thefan.com. So a ton on the the docket here on these airwaves, even one more to throw in. Saturday afternoon, we'll have Notre Dame men's basketball against Boston College, 130 on Saturday. Now, the Irish have had a disappointing season uh, on the court for the, the men. Uh, we did hear earlier the football schedule released for next year. It's going to be the first time in like more than 20 years that Notre Dame is going to be hosting a couple of teams that will at least start the year top 10. And 
USC, which is always uh, in the schedule, either home or away. But now you get to finish up the series with Ohio State after the Irish went to Columbus this past season. It'll be Ohio State returning the trip to Notre Dame Stadium. So schedules out there at uh, und.com. But mention how the uh, Irish basketball team has been disappointing this year. One team, though, that's having a pretty solid season under a first-year head coach who is a guest on the program in the last week in that's the Ball State Cardinals, led by Mike Lewis, the IU alum. Boy, the cards are hot right now. They won again last night at home against Western Michigan in Maction. So they are now 4-1 in the MAC, and they've won two in a row. They had one blemish, but prior to uh, that one loss... They had won seven in a row, so I guess nine to ten, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but the Sports Rush is kind of taking credit for these uh, winning streaks here because the last time we had them on uh, in December, the Ball State Cardinals went on a streak, and then they lost to Ohio. Um, and then we had them on again after that loss to Ohio, and now they've won two in a row. So we're uh, we're, we're going to call it the, the luck of the Sports Rush. <laughs> well... Sounds good. I guess hopefully uh, maybe uh, Mike Bray might want to come on the <laughs> on the on the program sometime coming up to turn things around for Notre Dame men's basketball. Um, but yeah, glad to see the Cardinals uh, doing well down there at Worthen Arena. Of course, we've got so many uh, Ball State uh, fans here in the area. Yeah, Pers- personally, I, I pull for assistant coach Ben Botts, uh, Macedon alum, who's on the staff for Coach Lewis. Uh, tremendous. Tremendous individual, so glad to see Ben and Coach Lewis and the rest uh, of the cards playing good hoops. Uh, let's see, one other like kind of odd and end here. You know, it was last Wednesday that the Tin Caps were able to introduce the uh, new coaching staff for the upcoming season, as announced by the parent club, the San Diego Padres, and we got to have the new manager, Jonathan Matthews, former hitting coach, coming on. So uh, Baseball America unveiled their list of the top 100 prospects in baseball earlier today. And one name that we can kind of uh, cross our fingers to hope to have on the Tin Caps roster will be shortstop Jackson Merrill. Still just 19 years old. He was a first-round pick for the Padres a couple seasons ago. Last year, he led their single-A team to the California League Championship. So we hope uh, that success can be... uh, Transferred over here to Fort Wayne with now less than three months to go, really two and a half months, basically, until the start of the baseball season. There was one other Padres prospect included in the top 100, sneaking into the top 70, right-handed pitcher named Dylan Lesko. He was their first-round pick last year, but he's still unlikely to make it to Fort Wayne this year at the high A level because he's coming off Tommy John surgery. So I would say he's more likely to be here in 2024. And one last little uh, baseball prospect news. If you didn't see this uh, earlier in the week, major league teams could sign international free agent prospects. The Padres got the number one overall rated international free agent prospect, a 16-year-old catcher from Venezuela named Ethan Salas, who uh, actually met with the media in San Diego yesterday, even though he's considers Venezuela home. He's actually uh, spent a good deal of of time in the United States and is bilingual. And boy, I mean, for any 16-year-old to uh, hold court with media is impressive, let alone when it's uh, in your second language. So again, his guy's not going to be on the tin caps uh, at the age of 16 or 17 this season, but 
I would guarantee that uh, it's not too far away until he's considered a top 100 prospect and he could be one of the most exciting tin caps we've ever had the chance to see. Yeah, looking forward to that. That should be awesome. Indeed. So, still a little bit of time left to go here on this edition of the Sports Rush. I'm sorry to do this live here, but do we have time for uh, for any uh, news that's come across the wire here? I think we got to get to break, Joe. Got to get to break, guys. This is where you know Brett's the veteran; he doesn't have to uh, to wonder about that. But we'll take a time out, and when we come back, we'll put a bow on things here on the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Wrap it up on this Wednesday edition of the Sports Rush, our Parkview Sports Medicine text line 46862. We've got someone who, as we were discussing what's going on around the city, Saver Fort Wayne, uh, what you could do otherwise. Not a fan of ballet. Okay. Anyway, someone uh, is going to stick to a, a time and true classic here and get a, get a good deal at Coney Island during Saver Fort Wayne. Uh, we've got someone who's not a fan of Tom Izzo and is whining against uh, the Boilermakers and uh, someone wondering about what will wind up happening with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Meanwhile, we do have some information on another NFC North quarterback situation. Yeah, well, a couple of stories came across the desk during the second hour here. Kirk Cousins is expected to remain the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings next season. General Manager Kwesi Adolfo Mensa confirmed in the last hour. And also, the Dallas Cowboys still plan to have Brett Maher kick in Sunday's divisional round against the 49ers, but they will sign Tristan Vizcaino to the practice squad as insurance. A couple of stories that just came across. Yes, and obviously, uh, you probably are smart to have an insurance policy there for the Cowboys and their kicking game. Big thanks to all of our guests on the show today. Pat Boylan from the Pacers broadcast crew. And again, you can catch him on the Pacers game tonight, starting at 7.30 here. Comedian Joey Molinero. Yeah, that guy, more than a million followers, joined us in the first hour, as well as Ariel Epstein from Points Bet USA and Aaron Okuson from Visit Fort Wayne. In case you missed any part of the show, catch the podcast via 1380thefan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. For producer Adam Lundy, this is John Nolan in for Brett Rump saying thanks for listening and so long. This has been the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's find the kids.